All right, we'll get the show on the road. So uh, today we have Rich Gator Golf Club. Um, pretty cool NFT project. It's the first one that I've seen that is uh, sports-related coming in here. Uh, they get a lot of different types of feels from their artwork, um, kind of from all over the globe. Seems like there's a lot of inspiration from other NFT projects. Uh, we have, I'm not sure what your names are, guys. we got Rich Gator and we got BlockRex here from the project. They're going to be talking with us today. Uh, welcome, guys. Can you uh, introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your project, uh, your team, and uh, about your background in the NFT space, please? Yeah, sure. So thanks so much for hosting us. I'll start. Um, for now, I go by Chomp. Um, so I'm kind of the, the boss man of the operation. So I kind of was the creator of the golf club. And basically, I was in the crypto world for about three or four years. And uh, you know, messed around with the coins for a while, loved kind of the technology and, and the potential that the industry had, and more recently found NFTs. I've always been someone that was really into like collectibles. So I collected shoes and, you know, sports cards during this most recent boom. Um, so it just kind of made a lot of sense, the blend of the two to get into NFTs. So um, I spent a few months collecting and, and kind of saw a lot of things go up and noticed that there hadn't really been uh, a community centered around golf. And um, I was watching all these beach clubs go up and, and all these different things. And I thought a golf club made sense. And I hadn't really seen a, a Gator project that I had loved at the time. So um, just kind of thought it made a lot of sense for us to to start this. And BlockRex is someone that I've known for a while. And uh, he actually got me into the, uh, the NFT space through NBA Top Shot um, back in February or so. And then I found OpenSea a few months after that. So just something we did together. We added a few more people to help out and it's been a really, really cool experience. And we formed a, an awesome community with people from all over the world. Some people are, are big golf lovers and are kind of sharing pictures of where they're playing on different days. And some are in Australia and some are in New York, which is really cool. And other people are just here for the NFTs and the community. And, and um, we do giveaways sometimes. And a lot of times people will even convert a golf prize just into Ethereum. It just makes a lot of sense. But uh, we do feel like we have a really cool, different community built. Um, the things that I'll say just to introduce our project, I know we'll get into detail with everything. Um, we really wanted to focus on a small, tight community and kind of build out from there. A lot of the projects that I saw going live when I started planning this were, you know, 10,000 in the collection. And from there, then they'd maybe do a free mint for their holders and each time the series would go down in quantity. And we kind of thought it would be interesting to try to do it the uh, the inverse way. So we started with a really small collection. We wanted to allow a, a very easy entry barrier for first time NFTers. So we had a really low mint price. We charged 022 um, and we had a small supply, 2222 of them. So we really felt we focus on, you know, building a good community, lots of organic growth. We didn't really do a, a ton of marketing. We got a lot of word of mouth and a lot of social media kind of flair. Um, and from there, we kind of feel that going forward, we want this to be our core series. This will always be the most limited series that we have. And the two, 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 two holders will always be the governance votes for our community. And those holders will always receive few mint, free mints of the future series. So what we feel is we can have the next series and maybe there's three, 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 or maybe there's 4,000 or four, 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 but holders of this series will always get a free mint of the future series. And that's one of the perks of holding it and the rest go to public sales. So we kind of feel that we can build the community organically and slowly. And kind of the, the thing we wanted to avoid was a lot of projects kind of going live and um, people are looking to flip them. And, and maybe some people make money flipping the release and uh, kind of right after the project's dead. 
and for us, we were kind of in, in the opposite boat where we're kind of starting slowly. We didn't really want to pump things with marketing and we just didn't think it kind of made a lot of sense to, to do this huge marketing and try to drive up the floor before we delivered the things that we want to in our roadmap. Uh, and we feel that at this point, we've kind of weeded out a lot of the flippers. And um, if gas hadn't been, you know, as high as it's been, I've, I've had a lot of people DM me with interest about, you know, buying gators, joining the club. And, and we really feel that we have a, a tight community that, that shares our vision for the long term. Um, and so I know I, I kind of threw a lot of info out. So I'll let Block Rex introduce him, himself. And I'm sure there's some, uh, some questions and we can have a great discussion. So thanks again and looking forward to speaking with you all. Awesome. Thanks, Chomp. Um, yep. So Chomp brought me onto the team. Uh, basically, he, he came up to me with with this kind of inverse idea. And, and I thought it was very unique because uh, what, what he mentioned during that is creating that very solid community tight-knit group in the beginning, which is a little hard to do when you have, you know, you have 5,000, 10,000 mints um, and, and keeps it a little spread out. And people really do want to try to flip those things. So weeding those people out and really focusing on our path was definitely the mindset here. My NFT experience started with actually NBA Top Shot around last, I want to say December, late November, December. Um, I jumped in and I just fell in love with the space. I My first um, NFT trading platform was actually Rarible. Since then, I've gone to OpenSea, these Nifty Gateway, I've used a bunch of different types. Um so that, that's kind of my background there. Dabbled a little bit in crypto a couple years back, but definitely NFTs is, is where I've gravitated to and where I put most of my, or where I have put most of my focus in the crypto world. Um, and Trump kind of took care of everything in the beginning, overview of the project, um, goals, uh, introduction. So I think we can open it up for some questions now. Yeah, so I saw a lot of, different projects kind of uh, being inspiration to this project? What, what projects kind of got you guys inspired to make these uh, Rich Gators? Yeah, definitely. So like I would say is uh, when I first got into this space, I saw the really common theme of, you know, some sort of animal with a, a very cute cartoon, cartoon artist. And uh, then it's some sort of club, whether it's the golf club or the yacht club, um, social club, they're everywhere. And I would say that specifically, I'm a holder of Top Dog Beach Club. So we're not affiliated with, with any other projects, but they definitely had had uh, some of the inspiration behind us and even some ongoing inspiration. For example, one of the things that they do is like I own their NFTs so I can connect my wallet into their website. And from there, I can view them and I can rename my dogs. Um, I can kind of see where the other holders are around the world. You can do games, kind of enter different giveaways through stuff like that. So that that kind of inspired one aspect that we've built out on our roadmap, and this is something that's under construction. Um, so we're actually going to be doing testing of our next website is scheduled for a week from today, which is really exciting. And we're building out the 19th hole portal for this. So the 19th hole is somewhere where you can come in, you can kind of connect in outside of the discord somewhere where, you know, it's community only. And through this, you'll be able to connect your wallet and it will be able to verify that you're a Gator own, owner. And if you own five Gators, it will verify that you own five. And so if we hold a giveaway. It will be held members only through our 19th hole portal and you get one entry for each gator that you own. The same with everything that we do. We're a community owned project. Um, we had a lot of, you know, big plans, big visions and, and short-term roadmap for this project. And 
we're getting close to fulfilling all that. And we feel that we have a really exciting 2022 ahead. And the direction that that takes is really in kind of in the hands of the holders. So we're going to hold lots of different voting on the ways that we move forward, but we feel like we're positioned really well and, and we have an awesome community and um, just what's happening with NFT gaming and the metaverse. I mean, there's really a, a ton of different things that can be explored when, when the budget's there. So um, it's just all, all really exciting stuff. So I would say a lot of the inspiration definitely came from them and just kind of the whole idea of, you know, putting, um, I guess, an animal with, with some sort of social club and, and really focusing on the community. Now, on your 19th hole with, with the community, um, let's say somebody buys one of your, mints, mints one of your gators and they're an original buyer and then they sell it on the secondary market. Does the person that picks it up on, let's say, an open sea, do they have access to the 19th hole or is this just for the original minters? No, exactly. It's it's only for the current holders. So, um, say you were one of the original minters, and since you've sold your gator, uh, you would you would never be able to access it. It's it's done through the website. So, at the current time that you're connected to the website with your wallet, if you own that NFT, you're verified. Uh, giveaways ongoing, and then you can you can enter the entry for that. Um, we also think this is a really effective way to do it because this will reward our active members. So, you know, we hold a giveaway and it's a one week time period for the giveaway. And each person has one week to, you know, claim their giveaway votes inside the 19th hole portal. You know, that keeps the whole community active and make sure that it's really like the loyal community members that are being rewarded. Now, can we talk about the royalties that you guys have built into your, uh, into your gators that you're minting and how the money is going to be redistributed into charities and into your um, original holders? Absolutely. Um, so I would say for right now, uh, the royalties can be changed at any time in OpenSea. At the current moment, our royalties are 7.5%. Uh, I understand this is maybe on the higher end, but we're really just focusing on reinvesting in the project at, at this point. So what I've seen, I've seen, you know, kind of 5 to 7.5 is, is pretty standard in the industry. Um, what we're focused on right now, as I said, is fully reinvesting in the project. The team is not taking any royalties for the whole foreseeable future. The goal is down the line that holders will be rewarded with a percentage of the royalties. Um, this needs to be figured out with really legality. I know there's a lot of projects undergoing different things with passive income and releasing their own tokens. And, and this is things that people have brought up and things that we, we would be open to exploring. But obviously, we're not going to mess around with the legality. And our, our number one priority is not getting delisted from OpenSea or, or avoiding anything like that. Um, so it is things that that we're definitely thinking about. Um, and we want to make sure that a percentage of the royalties is returned to the, the loyal holders, the people that continue to hold and don't list theirs. So that's kind of the main priority. The second is we are a charitable cause. <clears throat> so from the initial sale, it was, it was really awesome. We were able to donate $10,000 to the first T organization um, going along with our golf theme. That's an organization that, you know, just helps younger kids that probably normally wouldn't be exposed to the game of golf, you know, just kind of shape their childhoods, get exposed to the game and, and really just change all their, you know, the background of life and, and how they how they do things. So that was, I mean, a really cool experience. I'm actually supposed to talk this week with uh, the founder of that charity and can hopefully have some more updates on how that money's being spent. Uh, and going off of that, we do want also a percentage of the royalties of the project going to charity. Um, that will be voted on in the community as well. It's not going to all go to first tee. We could even do something where if the project's successful and there's a lot of volume, then, you know, every month they're going to a different organization. We're really open to to all kinds of things, but 
we're not going to do any of this uh, in the near future. As I said, our number one priority is reinvesting in the project. So, um, for example, all of our royalties in the near term are being used for floor sweeps. So, um, as I said, there was people that went into the release that maybe minted 20 and they were looking for the the rarest trades and the ones that didn't get it, they listed and no one's been able to buy with very high gas fees. So they just keep maybe lowering the fee. So um, as a result, we feel maybe we're one or two weeks out from, from really weeding out most of the flippers. Um, and we think that a really effective use right now for that money is sweeping the floor with it and not only just sweeping it because I don't need to stash a lot of gators. What we're doing with the gators that we sweep is we're transferring them to new unique holders that we know will hold. So we think the unique holder stat, the ratio of unique holders to collection size is really important because people are very loyal to their last NFT of a collection. Or if you have multiple, we feel you'd be more willing to sell. Um, so we really want to get it to people that will hold and a lot of people that are maybe first time NFT collectors because they become really loyal to a project and they, um, you know, they just kind of really get it. And once you, you give it, you, I would say once you introduce someone to the concept of NFTs, like our project has with a few people in our group, they've become really, really loyal and it just becomes a lot more kind of even sentimental, which can help everyone. That's very cool. Now, are the giveaways that you guys are going to be doing to uh, for holders, is it all going to be golf related or is it going to be um, just different things across the board? I, I see that it says on the roadmap here that you're going to be doing um, rare gators. You're going to be giving the people um, Ethereum golf related prizes. Um, any idea? Yeah. So um, actually, the, the giveaways have been ongoing. We uh, we did a whitelist giveaway um, for just the participants that purchased through our whitelist sale. Then we did a launch giveaway for all elig- for basically all Gators. So when we did a giveaway that's everyone's eligible since the 19th hole is not live, is we've been taking every rich Gator number one through 2,222 and randomizing them in the numbers picked are the winners. Um, so that's kind of been our short-term solution. Uh, but the giveaways have been live. So we did a, a whitelist giveaway and we did a launch giveaway. And currently in our Discord, we're holding uh, diamond hold, diamond hand loyal holder giveaways. So we had our first one where first place got a thousand, uh, second place got 500, and then third got a rare alien skin. Uh, and the floor on those is currently at 0.1. And that's even with kind of the current market conditions. So um, that was just our first one. We have another one live right now where the first place is a thousand. The second place I'm giving away. Uh, an NFT for my personal collection from the board mummy baby collection, uh, which to go back to one of your previous questions was kind of an inspiration for a baby gator series that we're planning on, on making a free mint for our holders. Um, And so we we've already begun those. It's just going to be when the 19th hole is up, it'll be able to be verified through there. And each person that owns multiple will have access to multiple entries, which we think is more fair. Uh, But we've been doing a, a lot of giveaways already. And to answer um, the last question you had there, we, we want to, we think it's cool to offer up golf prizes, but we're always offering, um, an Ethereum equivalent to, we understand that, that not everyone golfs and maybe in the future, it could be, you know, tickets to a PGA event or something like that. And we understand that people aren't going to be able to attend that. Not everyone, at least. So there is always the option to just take Ethereum if that's easiest. Do both of you guys golf? Uh, yes, I do. I, uh, <laughs> I'm honestly... For, for starting this project, you would probably think I'm I'm better than I am, but I do love to play. I'm in the same boat. I actually worked worked at a golf course for years, but I'm not the best golfer. Yeah, I'm pretty terrible at it, to be honest with you. I'm pretty good at. 
flying around on the. Golf. I like mini golf. I like mini golf a little bit more myself. Well, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting though. We have some some golf pros, and I'm sure all all levels of skill in our group. So, have have you guys reached out to any people that are in the PGA or LPGA and uh, let them know about your project? Um, so for that, I would say we, we have reached out to some people. We kind of started and we were doing some reach outs to Florida Gator athletes. We felt like that was, was kind of a lot of synergy there with what we're doing. Just one being Gators to, um, the athletes there in sports. Uh, I was kind of surprised the just blind reach out people in the NFT community are really, really receptive. So if I reach out to people with an NFT picture, uh, and I said, Hey, this is what we're doing check us out, would love any feedback, support, et cetera. The feedback was really, really receptive. I mean, we got a lot of responses. People were like, hey, this is really cool. Looking forward to checking out and seeing your progress. Um, when you kind of reach out to someone that's maybe not in the NFT space or maybe even the agent of someone who has a lot of followers, different things like that, I mean, the the feedback was, I would say the response rate was a lot lower. And even a few people were like, hey, that idea is kind of interesting. I, I'd need to learn more about NFTs or what's the process like. And then from there, maybe they get caught up with other things and it, and it just never led into anything. Um, but that is something that that we are definitely pursuing. Uh, I would say that one of our holders is is Keith Berry, who I know I just saw on this, this call. Um, he's a professional MMA fighter and he's been um, really an awesome support system for us. And he's a guy that I followed before launching this project just to kind of see what kind of things he was buying because uh, he was posting a lot of good ta- content that I saw. So um, when the opportunities arise, I do have my personal collection aside to to give out some of my rarest ones to to the right people. Um, and BlockRex, do you want to add anything to that? Um, not really. you you covered most of it, but I think with with time getting somebody noteworthy like like somebody on the PGA or LPGA tour would definitely be great. Um, but I think that is something that we, we almost need to earn that view from somebody like that. So it's completing the roadmap. It's doing everything that we've been saying we're doing, building a community like this, and then almost have somebody based on, you know, one of our holders or a connection like that, opening that door to us because really pushing it on to, onto one of these people. One, it's, it's a little fake and two, you know the response rate is not is not as um, as good as it is to you know meeting meeting a first time NFT holder or introducing somebody to the space that doesn't have you know a zillion other things happening at, at a larger scale. So definitely down the line could could be very interesting and could be huge for the community if so. Um, but we're definitely not you know completely leaning on on a partnership like that to determine you know our course down the line. So if you guys were talking to somebody that's a first time NFT artist and they're just getting into this, um, would you recommend that they go out and they find an influencer or would you recommend that they just go out and organically market and try to grow their project that way? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting question. Um, I would say for, for full honesty, I think that, that we got fairly lucky with the timing of our project. Um, I've seen, you know, trying to launch a project right now. I mean, if we were to try to launch right now and having an 022 mint price with the current gas fees, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect anyone to buy it. And um, it's really hard to get kind of anyone to buy buy any project when the transaction fees outweighing the actual cost of the item. Um, so I'd say 
we got, we definitely got lucky with the current marking conditions that we had. Um, so it's really important to, to make sure that that's right. Um, and, uh, I guess I would say it's, it's really important to kind of, you know, find a team and, um, sorry, can you kind of, I, I just kind of lost. I think, uh, yeah, I think I could jump in. I think the most important, yeah, I think the most important part is understanding what your long-term goals are for what you're doing. Now I've seen, we've all seen a lot of influencers hop on projects. And to me, it sometimes looks a little see-through. Like I kind of just mentioned when you have an influencer really kind of almost shilling. Um, Now this isn't always the case. Of course we would like to have somebody on board, but we're much more preoccupied with making sure that potential members, current members are one, getting their questions um, answered, have the ability to ask those questions to us in just a very, a very easy way. Um, And making sure that we're delivering on those promises that we put in our roadmap that we're, you know, if we're, if we say we're going to donate to charity, we need to donate to charity. We we're, we're much more preoccupied with checking off those boxes. So I would say to somebody may uh, somebody getting into the space that's new, I would say, like anything else, you got to kind of draw out what are your long-term plans? Are they long-term or are you short-term? And then that could help dictate the way that you think about a project. Hey, if you're in it for the short-term, hire an influencer and you'll probably pop off a little sooner. If you if that's not the case, though, and you're in it for the long-term and you see legitimate goal with building a community of people, uh, uh, building a like-minded community, Um which is what we are, then the quick jolt of influencers doesn't make too much of a difference. And we weren't as preoccupied with it. And nor do I think should somebody else who's starting their project or getting into a space. I think it's easy to get caught up in all those, like uh, in the glitz and glam of, of, of an influencer like that, but really try to focus on like the nitty gritty of a project. What are they giving back to the collectors? What are you going to, do for people down the line once certain milestones are hit. I think that's way more important than hiring, um, hiring a big time influencer. Yeah, those are, those are great points. If I could add one thing, uh, one thing to that, that I just thought of, um, I would say something that, that we tried to do when we originally started. So we actually were going to launch on Polygon originally, and we kind of felt that, you know, Polygon could be a good place. We heard about the issues of gas fees and thought it could make it cheaper for people and what we stumbled upon was people were just unfamiliar with Matic and it made the whole project, the whole process complicated for people. And most people said, hey, we don't really mind the gas fees. We want to be on Ethereum. So what we discovered was, hey, maybe that wasn't the right choice at the time. But originally planning on starting on Matic allowed us to um, basically originally start minting the NFTs on Matic. So what happened was we started running giveaways and we started almost using a a free-to-play model. So we recruited a lot of people that maybe um, were looking for their first NFTs. Or I even saw a few people online that had maybe been scammed or hacked and lost, you know, 10,000 in Ethereum or lost their whole NFT collection. And that was something where I could reach out and say, hey, this is something that we're doing. If you like our long-term envision and and you want to be part of the community, we'd be happy to welcome you in. And, And kind of we built maybe our first 100, 200 members and we got really, really, really really loyal people from doing this um 
the one issue is, is if you're on the Ethereum network, this can be really hard to do because minting and transfer fees are really high. So we got lucky because we started out on the Matic network. So we had kind of pledged all these giveaways on Matic and then we got all this interest for our project. So we were able to basically cover the expenses and I would always do it at obviously very low gas times, but we were, were basically able to cover the expenses of doing all these free transfers for people and allowing them into the community um, because we knew that it was a proven method and the interest was there and we had a sold out white list and the proceeds were going to come in. And we felt that this was the strongest way to build the community. Um, and still, I mean, when you look through our, our collection online, I, I know all the names because I've, I've talked to these people on DMs and just talked to them over the past few months. And, and these are the people that are unlisted still. And um, it's really the names that maybe saw this trending on, on Twitter or saw, that, saw it from an NFT drop site that, that tried to flip the release that are the ones that are selling and listed right now, uh, especially the ones that are listed below Mint. I think it's really cool that you guys came out here to talk to us being that your, you know, your whole mint is completely sold out. And, uh, you know, now you're pretty much on the secondary market. Uh, a lot of times we get people that are just releasing their projects coming out here. So it's nice to have somebody with a little bit more experience that could kind of give tips and pointers to people that are new in the community, just trying to figure out what the hell they're doing. Cause I know it's challenging, you know, this is, this is a new frontier for a lot of people. And uh, it's it's nice to have somebody here with a little bit of experience under their belt. Yeah, definitely, and, and that's a that's a great point. If there are any artists here, anyone kind of thinking about starting a collection, um, whether you like kind of the idea or the community that we have, um, I mean, I I obviously respect you if you're if you're out there and you're kind of you know pursuing your goals. So feel free to reach out. And um, this is definitely I didn't realize how you know, time consuming and how everything this project was going to be and how much I was going to learn and how many different speed bumps there was going to be. Uh, but it worked out really well. And if, if you really put in the time and if you're committed, I mean, it, it can be great. And I'm happy to answer questions and kind of tell you about my personal experience doing it. But um, it's really, really not easy. And that's something that I learned pretty quickly. And that's why BlockRex joined the team. And we have uh, another person helping out as well that, that couldn't join uh, and a few people that just kind of are in the community part-time acting as mods, but it's a lot of work. And as a result, I've uh, actually had to take some time off of, of my job for it. So um, yeah, it's no joke, but if you're serious about it, um, I'm happy to happy to talk with you. If anybody has- Likewise. Questions. I'm sorry, Block, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just saying likewise. I mean, DMs are always open. That's the, that's the beauty of this new frontier is that you could, you know, be you could be talking to whoever at any time of the day because of genuine shared interest in something. So never hesitate to ever send a DM to an account that maybe, you know, that you don't know or or that has a bunch of followers, but, you know, is active in this space. Always shoot one out because you never know who's going to respond and and what kind of advice they can give you along the way. Yeah, you're never going to get an answer if you don't ask a question. That's how I always look at it. And uh, yep. if anybody does have any questions for the guys, feel free to raise your hands. We'll get you up here. You can talk to them. Um, I'm going to continue with a few questions, but feel free. If anybody wants to jump in, you're more than welcome to talk to the Gators. All right. So um, looking down through your roadmap as well, it's saying that you guys are considering down the road of possibly creating a game. Um. As I said, the, the 2022 roadmap is, is really wide open. So how we 
kind of did this is our launch happened obviously closer to the end of the year. So we really felt end of year, what we're going to focus on is, is we have these key action items and that's the 19th hole, which is under production. Uh, the second one being, you know, the charity, which we took care of and is really exciting. Third being the giveaways. Uh, those are ongoing. They have been ongoing and they'll, they'll continue to go on through the 19th hole release. Um, so that's all really, really, really exciting stuff. Um, and the next thing is the baby gators. So this is something that is going to be our first release after the rich gators. This is completely dependent on, on, um, you know, how the ecosystem of, of the NFTs looks at the time. I mean, we would never try to release a project with the current market situation right now. And we want this to be a free mint for our holders and we don't want our holders going in and paying unnecessary gas fees to get their free mint. So uh, this is kind of on standstill while we figure out the best way to go about it, whether it's um, an immutable X solution where we can try to do a list. And, and these are all just, you know, ideas that we're kind of throwing out, but we would never take action without kind of consulting everyone and making sure that it's the best step forward because we understand how important it is to be on Ethereum and be on OpenSea at this time. Uh, we know other networks are getting more acceptance, so we're kind of open to exploring these things, but um we really feel like a lot of things are going to shake out in, in the whole industry over the next month. And we're just going to be prepared to take action. Um, so these are the things that we're really focusing on 2021. When we get to 2022, um, using the baby gator release, basically, as I said, the original rich gator series is the, the lowest supply, the lowest mint price that you'll see from our ecosystem. Um, as a result, the baby gators, everyone will receive a free mint and some will also go to general sale. Additionally, we have 2,222 rich gators and we don't expect everyone to be claimed. We expect probably somewhere between 1,000 and 1,500. So with a mint price of, you know, around either 3.3 or 04 uh, Ethereum per gator, and maybe we sell 1,500 or 2,000 in the general sale. Um, and we marketed the, the release and we sold out in two hours. So we're confident that the interest is there if the market conditions are right and we do the release the right way. And these funds will give us the budget for our 2022 roadmap. And this is something where the team will get together. We'll consult the whole community and make sure that everyone is happy in the direction that we want to go in. Um, but from there, uh, to answer your question, we could go in the direction of NFT gaming. Um, we haven't really seen an NFT golf game out there. We could also go in the direction of like metaverse or sandbox where different people have gotten space in virtual worlds and kind of created an actual clubhouse. Um, we've also kind of considered different things where maybe we, we focus on more in-person events. So uh, we're open to whatever, and we want really the community to help make that decision. I was going to ask you, have you considered of maybe having um, an annual meetup for your holders and maybe having a golf event or something like that? Definitely. Definitely. We have considered something like that. Um, I'm actually bummed that, uh, NFT NYC's this weekend, uh, obviously well sold out and I was not, <laughs> this project wasn't prepared and we didn't kind of know what, what things were going to look like, but in the future, I mean, different conventions like that. I know a lot of the projects that I hold have different spaces like that and different events where their holders can get together that are really involved in the NFT space. So that's definitely something we want to do. We've also thrown around the idea of, you know, maybe a giveaway winner for, people that sign up that, that we know are golf lovers can do a round of golf with the three creators on the creative team. Uh, we think that would be really cool. And, and some people have expressed interest about that. Uh, and then maybe other things where, where we hold a golf tournament, but that would obviously be a, a much bigger commitment. Um, but 
I mean, really, the possibilities could be could be endless. I saw on your uh, Discord that you're considering doing banner ads on OpenSea. Uh, banner ad. I believe that's what I read. Something about doing banner advertisements on OpenSea. No, so we're not doing advertisements on OpenSea. What we were talking about is is hiring someone or doing a contest between our holders where they design banners so that we can recreate our OpenSea banner. Uh, right now, it's just kind of like a, a golf hole, and we were kind of looking for something just a little more built out. Okay, I was going to say, that seems like a pretty costly endeavor, because I know when you advertise like and do banner ads on Dex tools, it's a, a small fortune in order to do something like that. So I was kind of shocked when I, when I read that. I, I misinterpreted it. No, no, no worries. I understand. Yeah, we haven't um, we haven't looked into anything like that in terms of actually marketing there. Uh, as I said, that was simply just talking about recreating our own personal banner. Um, in terms of actual marketing, uh, we've really just had a lot of organic growth to this point. We have done some marketing, and that's been a success. And we actually uh, had a increased marketing campaign planned that's leading up to our nineteenth hole release. Um, and we've kind of just held off at this time because. Uh, the the demands honestly kind of been overwhelming for for how little volumes happening in the NFT market. So what I mean is I have people in in my DM saying, "Hey, I, I really like what you guys are doing. Uh, I'm excited to get my first Gator." Different things like that. But when a Gator is priced at 01 Ethereum and, and the gas fees 03 or 04, I, you don't really you can't expect them to to buy in at that point. And even as a creator, I would tell them, you know, "Hey, wait, wait for lower gas because." If you wait, and at least for me, it hasn't been the case this weekend, unfortunately, but for the most part, Sundays are cheap. So, for example, on a Sunday, that's a time where you could maybe get two or even three gators with with that uh, amount of Ethereum. So uh, we just really aren't having people people rush into it, and we haven't gone crazy with the marketing in general. Yeah, I think, I think right now uh, it's pretty challenging for people that actually want to get into the NFT space with the gas prices. I mean, you, you could set a floor for something where it would be Forty dollars to buy it, and then you're talking ten times the amount just for gas. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Exactly. So that's kind of kind of the boat we're in. Which, um, which, like I said, we're exploring what else is out there for Immutable X, which is which is probably just the most popular one right now. That's Ethereum V2 and, and gas-free platform. Um, and really, we're kind of open to to all options. And I actually saw on on your Twitter bio, I was looking into it right before this call. If you want to give me some more some more information um, on Astro Bros and that stuff, but we're really exploring what's out there. And the more information and the more options we have, the better. Because, uh, like I said, we have a lot of first time first time buyers. We have a lot of people that are new, um, and those are not the people that are used to paying. Two hundred, three hundred dollars in fees, and and we just want to do what's best for everyone, really. Yeah, I don't really open up these spaces to really talk about our project too much, but uh, okay, that's fair. Well, then I I can reach out another time. Yeah, I'll that. just give a quick small gist of it. We're uh, we're starting up a gasless NFT marketplace, so we're we're trying to help out both the holders and the buy uh, the the uh, buyers and the sellers on their um, very very minimal fees, um, you know, like two hundred and fifty percent lower than. OpenSea prices and stuff like that. It's going to be released probably sometime this week, but we can't give a solid date yet because um, the dev likes to keep things a little bit secretive. So, you know, it's just really to try to help people in the NFT space that are combating these fees. It's it's a Polygon ETH bridge that we're going to be using. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I don't really like talking about the project. If somebody 
or wants to reach yeah. out to me afterwards. I, I really like to open up this these Twitter spaces so artists could get their their voice out because I know it's sure. as as a musician myself, I know it's very difficult to like get a foothold somewhere. And when you have a platform where you can talk to people and talk about your project, I, I know it's like very valuable. So, uh, yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you so, so much. Um, going back to your project now, do you guys have an in-house dev or did you guys? um outsourced to get like the smart contract for the minting and everything done exactly so so that was outsourced uh we we don't have a dev i have the basically the capability where i can i can read smart contracts and make make sure that you know things are in place correctly but we just wanted to make sure that everything was done professionally done correctly um it was in the budget to hire a dev um and we just felt like that was the best way forward and now at the stage we're at, we we absolutely needed to hire a dev for the 19th hole um, capability on the website. It's just gone even way beyond the uh, the original dev's capability. Have you guys explored any other platforms other than OpenSea as far as minting like Rarible or uh, for a secondary market rather like Rarible or whatever? Other? So um, actually just as of this week, obviously with with the high gas fees going up, uh, I keep mentioning Immutable X just because that's something that, that our holders have asked me to, to look into. Um, and I did actually fill out a form there a few weeks ago when I originally found them and I haven't heard back. I, I'm just sure that I know the whole industry is kind of backed up with things like we're waiting to hear back from OpenSea on a few things as well. Um, I know Nifty Gateways, uh, another popular one where to my knowledge, you can pay with, with credit or debit card. Um, so really our team's kind of main focus this week while the 19th hole is under construction out of our hands. Um, and we actually got listed on rarity tools today, which is really exciting. So, you know, things are falling into place that, that we've been waiting on. And now our biggest priority is figuring out the gas issue for our holders. Now I know you have over a thousand NFTs minted already. Um, how are people checking the rarity of their gators? Are they using rarity sniper or some other type of program? Uh, it's actually Rarity right. Tools. So uh, Rarity Snipers, the built-in um, one to the Discord where you can, you know, talk to the bot and give it your different Rarity ID. Rarity Tools is arguably the most credible um, online ranking site for, for projects. So uh, it's just rarity.tools online and you enter your Gator's ID number there. All right, very cool. Um, I have a couple more questions. And then, uh, like I said, anybody wants to... Give a shout out or talk to the guys. Feel free. Sounds great. Um, have you reached out to any other projects as far as partnerships or anything like that goes? Um, in terms of a longer term partnership, we have not at this point. Um, we've done all kinds of different short term collabs. So joint giveaways on Twitter or, or even Discord just to, you know, um, you know, promote to the other's community and give away other other gators to other communities. And even some of our community members have been able to score NFTs from other projects, what they've been really happy about. Um, and then I've even seen them promoting those on, online as well. So um, it's been cool, but it's really to this point been short term. One of our biggest goals for 2022 is strategic partnerships as well. Have you guys discussed making any type of merchandise like t-shirts or maybe golf bags or something of that extent? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been discussed. We have a few holders that that know people at local golf shops that could do all kinds of custom ball makers or custom golf bags, just just different kinds of merch that would be really cool for giveaways. We're kind of figuring out the best way um, 
maybe the right words to divide the giveaways where, where we could hold a special giveaway for our holders that are really, really passionate about golf because they are there. Um, the last thing we would want to do is, is put together one of these giveaways though, and have someone that that's really into NFTs. That's one of our big holders when, when one of the golf prizes. So we're kind of figuring out how to, to best go about this, but there's so many cool things that can be done um, with just golf related gifts as well. Um, and, and you can talk about tickets to going to different things too. And uh, one thing that, that we want to prioritize as well early in 2022 is, is having some sort of merch that can be claimed by our holders. Uh, maybe like a, a custom golf ball with, with their gator printed on it or, or just a t-shirt. I know I've seen that very common. Do you think it's important that somebody that's starting up an NFT project has some sort of utility included in it? Or do you think it's still uh, viable if somebody just goes and they make a picture and then they post it on OpenSea? I'm, I'm pretty big on it. It all depends on what you're, I guess, trying to do with it. I mean, you can't undermine the art aspect of an NFT. Some people are true artists that that, that come into the space and just like you would go into a gallery and buy a painting, you're on open sea looking at a fine piece of art. Now, if you're trying to build a community of people, um, you could either go that art way or you could go the utility way. There's really like those two distinct directions. We've chosen um, primarily the utility way. Obviously it always has to look nice. People have to be, uh, people want to, you know, enjoy what they're looking at. But I also wouldn't tell anybody who's coming into this and saying, well, I want my project to be art based. I wouldn't deter them in any way because beauty's in the eye of the beholder. If you have enough people look at a piece and they say, wow, this collection's unbelievable. The art here is fantastic. I don't even care what it does for me. Um, there's definitely a market for that, just like there's a market for people buying paintings for their home. Um, so, so there, there are different types of collections and there's different types of collectors. Uh, you always have to kind of go in and determine what you're stepping into, determine what that is. Are you stepping into a utility based, uh, project? And if so, does it check off all of those boxes? And am I walking into an art based project? And if so, does it check off all of the boxes? Those boxes are different, but there's still boxes to check off. And I don't think either one's better than the other. Um, Trump, if you want to add to that, feel free. No, I think that was a, I think that was a great response and that's coming from you. I honestly really only collect utility NFTs. Uh, I'm, I'm really about engaging with the community less so recently. I've been managing my own community, but I'm, I'm really about getting member perks and I love getting free mints and free airdrops and <laughs> gotten a few, few cool ones for Halloween. So that's really what I go for. Um, but I know uh, Blockrex was was in this before me, and and he's gotten together a, a, a nice art collection, and that's something that in the past didn't really appeal to me, and and now I've started looking into some of those things, and I was like, wow, that's that's actually really cool, and I, I've started to consider it. So it's that's some of my favorite pieces are are some of those original one of one pieces that I have from from artists that are they're, they're not even worth a lot right now, but it it's they're pieces that that drew my eye. Um, and, and I had to pull the trigger on them, but yeah, I think, I, I think it's just about engaging with the audience that at, at your core, you know, you'll appeal to best. Do you think that in time when virtual reality becomes more prevalent and the cost to get 
a VR set becomes cheaper for the average person that NFTs and virtual reality galleries are going to be like the Netflix and actual physical art galleries are going to be like the blockbuster videos. So I don't know if it's going to be that drastic because there's always, I mean, there's something to be said about real life. There are, you know, there is that aspect of having the art in your house. Um, that, that is always nice. However, um, there's Netflix and there's Paramount plus and there's ESPN plus and there's other, there's just now other outlets for artists and people for artists and people with maybe some economic ideas to get into a space altogether, similar to what it is in the real world, because a lot of the reason that NFTs really came about was, well, a big reason why they've gained such a massive following is because of the artist empowerment. Now, I don't think it's fair to completely diminish an entire subset of artists that only produce physical things. But I do think that integrating them into this metaverse and then doing what everybody, what everybody in the space does and kind of just, and, and greeting everybody with open arms will allow both to kind of exist in the same world. Now, I think with VR headsets emerging more, becoming uh, more cost, more attainable for the average person to buy of course you're going to start seeing these things now pop up pop up like crazy i mean you're going to have in the in these virtual worlds if it starts to get completely immersive and there's no reason to think that it's not um by by 2030 we're going to have complete 8k virtual reality experiences that they're there's no delay. There's nothing. It's all, it all looks like it's right in front of you. So if that's the case, then I don't know which one's going to be more of the blue chip. Is it going to be the virtual reality or is it going to be the one in real life? I, I think both will exist, but I think it's definitely a discussion to try to see who's going to win in the long term. But, you know, a couple of years moves pretty quickly. We've all seen it. Um, so, you know, in five years, six years, once these VR headsets become more prevalent, it's going to be very interesting to see if that gap can get closed up. It's official. You have a question for you guys? No, I was just listening for now. Okay. I just hopped in. My bad. No, no problem. No problem. If anybody does have any questions, feel free to request and I'll get you up. You can talk to them. All right, we got Chief. The strawberries are not as good in VR. <laughs> I think it's true. I'm just I'm just curious how other people feel about it. I think that uh, I think a lot of people nowadays are so wrapped up into tech that you know I like I was talking to people earlier today and uh, I live up in. I live close to New York city. And when it snows here, I can't even get kids to shovel like my sidewalk out here. If I pay them a whole bunch of money, everybody's wrapped up in their phones and computers and stuff. So um, it's changing. Like, you know, kids playing outside or anything like that. So I was just thinking in the future, we're going to have everything just be straight from your house with a VR headset on. Yep. It's actually funny. So I don't know if um, y'all are familiar with, the Omaha or the Oklahoma purchase, which was basically back in the early days of the U S 
Um, they said, all right, they put a bunch of stakes in various pieces of land and they said, all right, everybody go and, and just go get one. And no one knew what it would be worth. No one knew anything about it. They just knew that there was land that they can go and take. Very similar right now with considering land has completely been overtaken by, you know, large corporations and large real estate firms. It's very hard for an individual to go to, to really make a footprint in the current world. So like you, like, like you kind of mentioned, you have kids now that are more preoccupied with what's going on on discord than they are with what's going on outside their house immediately. Um, with that mindset, plus a new world that is pretty much open for people to kind of go and take land as they please, that can be very inviting to individuals to then create the value there that others don't see to then almost replicate that strawberry taste like um, like somebody just mentioned when they when they came up. Um, there, there's going to be ways to replicate some of these feelings. Uh, it's it it's almost just a matter of time. Yeah, I had mentioned to somebody the other day. You know, the only thing you can't do in VR is eat food. Like that's pretty much the limit that you have for, at the moment. And maybe go to the yep. bathroom, but I'm sure they'll yeah. do that too. <laughs> that's the key word at the moment. At the moment, exactly. I mean, it, it, the way things are progressing, nobody. I mean, you just look at a couple of years ago. No. Crypto was worth nothing. I mean, you go back to you go back ten years. What was crypto? You 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 can't even remember what it was because nobody was talking about it. Very few people were talking about it. Now you see it on uh, national news and and you see it everywhere. And you also think about the technological advancements that had to happen in order for it to hit mainstream media. So. If you think about how quickly all of that's moving, now there's serious money behind this whole thing, which just increases the pace of everything. And it's almost like a perfect storm. It's like a tumbleweed of technological advancement. And it, and we're not really able to stop it. We're, we just have to kind of hold on for the ride and just hope it goes where we want it to go. What was the, um, the most successful social media platform you guys feel that you used in order to get the word out about your project? Um, I would say for, for any artists out there, the really the only two two platforms we focused on were just Twitter and Discord. Um, if you talk about Twitter for getting engagement and getting eyes to the project and bringing people to the Discord, but the Discord is really what it's about. Um, when people join the Discord, the way that they're welcomed by the community, you know, how much chatter is going on, the activity, uh, the sentiment of, of the project and um, what people are just saying in general. Um, and, and always before you invest in anything, you should take some time to, to obviously do your own research. So just kind of the, the welcome page and how it's presented and, and the things that you see and, and the benefits for being a holder, all that having presented right when you join the discord is really what makes her makes a buyer or makes someone leave the discord and, or maybe even sit on the sidelines and wait it out. And those are kind of the three things that can happen, but to get eyes, the Discord is just really an invite link, and and to get people to to click on that link and to get people into the community, we really found it was it was all Twitter. We didn't do any paid marketing that was um, like advertisements. We did no Facebook, no uh, paid Instagram. Um, we didn't pay really really anyone. Um, the only paid 
things that we did were having someone that had a, a bigger following of NFT collectors hold a giveaway for us or something like that. Um, or we collaborated with another project and instead of actually paying for marketing, the marketing cost was the cost of giving away those NFTs and minting and transferring them. So uh, that's kind of how, how we pursued it. We didn't really just want to, you know, spew, spew the image everywhere. Uh, we kind of wanted people to, to know what we were up to and, and want to come to the discord. And we felt that once they got into the discord and, and you're presented with the welcome screen and then you join our main chat and, and kind of see what people are saying and, and the same people saying hi and every day and uh, people making real connections. We thought that's kind of what sells the project. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of get the feeling that discord is kind of the, uh, you're, if you're an NFT project, discord seems like it's the bread and butter for everybody. Whereas with a crypto project, it's kind of telegram. And I think Twitter is kind of like our gateway drug for both of us. Kind of- <laughs> that's a, that's a amazing, um, amazing connection. I actually uh, was, I, I still collect altcoins. I've been in altcoins for years, but I got into, you know, dog coins and, and all, all the meme coins and all that stuff. So I did a lot of time on Telegram before I maneuvered over to Discord. Um, and when I got over to Discord, and even when I was launching this project, I was really uncomfortable with it. I kind of had to learn all the functionality of it because I came from Telegram. Um, but yeah, it's definitely Twitter's the in-between and Twitter, you can reach, uh, really anyone you can, you can reach celebrities or you can hop in someone's DMS and, and even if the response rate is one, two, three percent and, and you reach out to a lot of people and, and one person gets back to you, that's the right person. I mean, it's a, it's a really powerful place and that can't really be done over telegram and discord. But once you make those connections, you get them into your telegram or your discord, um, and then, as I said, it's really all activity and sentiment. If if people came into our, uh, we feel that our release sold out so quickly uh, just because of the momentum. People heard about our project or we were getting tagged in different tweets um, that our release was live. And people would be like, oh, what's this? And they'd join our Discord and they'd see several people talking at once and people just really excited about the future and people talking about, buying one but already wanting to buy another one and and just different things like that and that's really what that community is what pushes a project um it sells itself yeah it's pretty remarkable like the the people that you could get in contact on twitter with like you were saying celebrities up actually a good friend of our project is also keith barry so we're kind of like we're kind of like eskimo brothers there a little bit yeah he's an awesome guy he's a he's a really great guy and he's one of the people that i think i blindly reached out and not only, I mean, now we have nothing crazy, but 7,000 Twitter followers. And when he got back to us, we, we were nothing. I just kind of pitched him on that freebie idea, almost saying, Hey, this is what we're up to. If you like it, um, like I've been following, you know, your tweets and, and all your stuff for a few weeks. And I would toss you one of the, one of the rarest ones. And, um, he just kind of really loved it and we've kept in touch ever since. So that's been a really, really cool connection. And, that's what I mean for those other artists out there. Just don't be afraid to reach out because I mean, if they don't respond, you wasted maybe a few seconds sending them maybe a minute, sending them a personalized message. And, and that's kind of it. Yep. So you just have to be human with people. It's a, it's a really foreign concept to some people, but just be yourself and talk to somebody. And the next thing you know, you have Darcy Donovan in chat with you and uh, welcome again, Darcy. <laughs> welcome. Oh, so, sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're getting 
top of the hour. We typically uh, do these AMAs for about an hour. If anybody wants to come up and say anything to the guys before we wrap it up, feel free to raise your hand. So, um, yeah, it'd be great to take some questions if no one has them. I mean, I definitely understand that. And as I mentioned, our, our DMs are open. So uh, I, I'm not sure if it allows people to randomly DM on Twitter, but you can hop in the Discord and my DMs there are always open. And I, I message with people kind of throughout the whole day there. Um, I'm Chomp in there and I'm I'm one of the, the Swamp Kings. The other two Swamp Kings are one's Rex and one's the third guy on our team that couldn't make it. But all of us will will be happy to talk with you. Um, and specifically, if you are thinking kind of about your own project or, or you just have different ideas or you want to know what the process was like or you just want to hear more about us, I mean, feel free to reach out and uh, and we'd be happy to talk. And thanks so much for, for hosting us. This was really cool to be hosted by someone else and do this. It's something that we've done within our community for, um, you know, a, a few months and, and it's great to, to work with others on this. And uh, Twitter space is a very, very cool platform. So definitely something we'll explore more. Yeah. We're all about the love and giving people a voice. I think it's the most important thing we could do. And like with this NFT community being so brand new to, almost everybody with the exception of a few of the ogs from 16 and 17 you know it's uh i think it's very important that we all help each other and we link up and we we do our best to make each other aware of our projects because you know this is just the beginning who knows what's going to happen down the road who knows who knows what's going to happen a year from today you know it could be a whole different thing that we're talking about here we could be talking about nft movies for all you know <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, if you, I didn't even know what, what an NFT was. And now, now here we are running an NFT project and that was just, you know, less than a year ago. So the way that things change and, and the way that things have come in the last year is incredible. And um, just really, really exciting to see what could happen over the next few years. I mean, just, if you listen to some of the things that Gary V even talks about, it's just some, some things that I never even thought about as possibilities that, that he brings to light. And you're like, wow, I could, I could see that happening. So um, there's just a lot of people out there thinking big and, and it's going to be exciting to see. All right. Well, our host um, over here, Astro Zero, he said he's getting, he's having a little bit of internet problems. So um, I think we actually might crash here in a minute. He just messaged me on Telegram. So before we do, if we do, um, everybody check out richgatorgolfclub.com. These guys have a really awesome project. Um, their first mint completely sold out. Um, if you want to get something from them, you have to go on OpenSea. Check out their Discord. Check out their Twitter. Um, lots of love to you guys for coming by and, and talking to us.